We're not in a rush to be most popular. Not in a rush not to be. Real bourbon, no apologies. If it's for you, you'll know. Ah, thank you. Wild turkey, it'll find you. Welcome to Bourbon and Branch. Today is Sunday, April 8th, and today's boozy snack is Wild Turkey 101. All right, all right, all right. Unfortunately, Matthew McConaughey wasn't available to join me to shoot, pardon the pun, this wild turkey. But I won't let it stop me from sharing my thoughts on a Kentucky classic that oftentimes gets a bad rap because it was, in a lot of cases, the first time many of us tried and, in turn, overindulged bourbon. Hopefully, I'll debunk Wild Turkey's bad reputation for everyone, but up first, it's Bourbon 101. <clears throat> Welcome to Remedial Science 1A. My uh, wife recently passed away. I thought teaching might ease my loneliness. Will this be on the test? No. Oh. Matthew McConaughey is not only Wild Turkey's creative director and celebrity spokesman, he also plays a mean drum solo on the steering wheel of his Lincoln Navigator. But he's not the only famous person or celebrity who enjoys Wild Turkey. In fact, the bourbon is known for being a favorite drink of journalist Hunter S. Thompson and is mentioned in his 1972 book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as well as the film of the same name and the 1973 book, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, 1972. It also appears in Stephen King's book, It. When asked what the bar whiskey is, the bartender replies, for everyone else in the stump, it's Four Roses, but for you, I think it's Wild Turkey. David Foster Wallace's novel, Infinite Jest, has James and Condenza as an alcoholic filmmaker and tennis academy head who drinks Wild Turkey, as well as being referenced as Wallace's drink of choice in his biography. In Patrick Neat's 2004 book, City of Tiny Lights, the private investigator, anti-hero, and narrator of the tale, Tommy Akhtar, subsists on a diet of mostly wild turkey and Benson and Hedges cigarettes, referring to them as Benny and the Turk. In Adrian Edmondson's 1995 novel, The Gobbler, the hard-drinking central protagonist, Julian Mann, has a penchant for wild turkey, particularly in combination with pints of lager. Wild turkey also shows up in the movies. The bourbon is the drink of choice for characters in Rambo First Blood and The Cassandra Crossing, which are both directed by George Pat Cosmatos. It is also referenced in numerous films, including The Color of Money, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, With Honors, Thelma and Louise, Death Proof, Monster's Ball, Freddy Got Fingered, Out Cold, Crazy Heart, Cookie's Fortune, Frankenhooker, Tree's Lounge, and Tammy. On television, NCIS and Justified routinely shows characters with a bottle of the product. And on occasion, television shows have made reference to it, including Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Sopranos, Parks and Recreation, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil.
Four Roses Bourbon gets a new look. Redesigned bottle for namesake bourbon to align with Four Roses small batch and single barrel products. Story by Caroline Paulus. Four Roses Distillery announced the launch of a new bottle design for Four Roses Bourbon, the brand's namesake offering. The renewed packaging was designed to maintain consistency in color and style with the brand's other signature products, Four Roses Small Batch and Four Roses Single Barrel. The upgraded Four Roses Bourbon packaging features a wood top and cork finish, as well as all new labels. Of course, the brand's iconic rose cluster is prominently featured both on the label as well as embossed in the glass. I've always believed this is an exceptional bourbon, and I'm excited to offer it in a new package that better reflects the elegant, smooth, and mellow character of the liquid inside, said Master Distiller Brent Elliott. While the newly packaged Four Roses bourbon will roll out to retailers in spring 2018, the juice inside will remain unchanged. Four Roses bourbon is a blend of up to all 10 of Four Roses' distinctly different bourbon recipes. Four recipes are used for Four Roses small batch, and one recipe is used for Four Roses single barrel. Woodford Reserve names Elizabeth McCall Assistant Master Distiller. From the Bourbon Review, Woodford Reserve announced that Master Taster Elizabeth McCall has been promoted to Assistant Master Distiller, joining the ranks as one of the youngest female distillers in the U.S. McCall has been a member of Brown Foreman's Research and Development Department since 2009. In her new role as Assistant Master Distiller, McCall will continue working under the direction of Master Distiller Chris Morris on the innovation and the development of new products within Woodford Reserve. Elizabeth brings not only exceptional sensory and analytic skills to the distillery, but also an inspiring passion for Woodford Reserve, Morris said. I look forward to continue mentoring Elizabeth as she begins her new role of assistant master distiller. McCall, 33, is the second generation of her family to work in the bourbon industry. She followed in her mother's footsteps after earning her master's degree from University of Louisville by starting as a sensory expert and working in Brown Foreman's R&D department starting in 2009. As master taster, McCall helped develop tasting notes for various Woodford Reserve expressions. Additionally, she worked to define the sensory standard to which every batch of Woodford Reserve must comply. It has been the utmost pleasure to work with the Woodford Reserve team as Master Taster, and I look forward to continuing to evaluate my skills and broaden my knowledge as we craft the world's best bourbon, McCall believes. Wilderness Trail to release Bottled and Bond Bourbon this spring. Story by Caroline Paulus. After more than four years of waiting, Wilderness Trail Distillery plans to release their first bourbon on April 28th, shortly before the Kentucky Derby. While our goal is to age much longer, these are special barrels that really shine at a little over four years of age, says Shane Baker, co-owner of the distillery with Dr. Pat Heist. This bottling is part of the honey barrels of bourbon that began aging in late 2013. The bottled and bond release of weeded bourbon will be showcased in a collector's box set. The box set is $79.99 for the family reserve members and the gift shop price is $45. The mash bill for the release is 64% corn, 24% wheat, and 12% malted barley, and is presented at 100 proof. Our Family Reserve members' loyalty will be rewarded with the first numbered bottles encased in a special collector's box from a release of only 40 barrels. The limited release of our single-barrel Bottled and Bond Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey in 2018 will be spread out among our loyal ambassadors and key partners in the market. 
The remainder of our barrel stock will continue to age to six years before we start our regular releases in 2020, says Baker, Wilderness Trail's master distiller. The remainder of the 40 barrels of bourbon will be bottled for a limited September and December release of Wilderness Trail's Bottled and Bond Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The release will take place during the Danville Distillery's annual spring celebration on April 28th, a taste in Danville. Participating area chefs, restaurants, caterers, and food trucks will offer small portions of their signature dishes as their tastes while live music plays. The distillery's taste will be a long-anticipated Kentucky straight bourbon. As part of our celebration, the gift shop will have the bottled and bond bourbon for sale to the general public. And now it's time for some bourbon history, wild turkey style. Mark Twain famously said, If I cannot drink bourbon, and smoke cigars in heaven, I shall not go. This is the mindset of most bourbon lovers, without bourbon, where is the beauty in drinking? However, if you have never tasted bourbon and are unsure of how to drink it, then you have come to the right place. Jimmy Russell, Master Distiller, Wild Turkey Distillery, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Dubbed the Buddha of Bourbon and the Master Distiller's Master Distiller by his industry peers, James C. Jimmy Russell knows bourbon like he knows breathing. For an astounding 60 years, Russell has been making whiskey at the Wild Turkey Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and today is the longest tenured active spirits master distiller in the world. Growing up five miles from the distillery, he followed his father who taught him the traditions and techniques of bourbon craft craftsmanship. From his first position at the distillery sweeping floors, he reached the apex of his career as master distiller in the 1960s, learning how to make bourbon the right way, from the inside out and everything in between. No job too small, no task too tedious. Jimmy's passion for bourbon led him to study under such bourbon luminaries as Bill Hughes, Wild Turkey's second master distiller, and Ernest W. Rippey Jr., great-grandson of distillery founder James Rippey, Wild Turkey's third master distillery. Even if his unparalleled tutelage wasn't enough, his family history, impeccable knowledge of bourbon, and possession of time-honored bourbon-making secrets have led to his reputation as the Master Distiller's Master Distiller, a part of an exclusive brotherhood. Jimmy is a member of the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame and a whiskey judge at the International Wine and Spirits Competition. He's involved through the entire distillation and aging process of wild turkey bourbon, his experience and wisdom shining through in every single bottle. Over the past 60 years, Jimmy has been responsible for the launches of a number of new wild turkey brands and expressions such as Tradition, Tribute, 17-year-old Wild Turkey for Japan, Rare Breed, American Spirit, Kentucky Spirit, and Russell's Reserve, which he co-created with his son and his distilling partner, Eddie Russell. Jimmy broke new ground in 1976 with the first honeyed bourbon, at the time called Wild Turkey Liqueur. Today, fans know the evolution of the product as American honey. Jimmy is also responsible for making sure the legacy of Wild Turkey stays intact, overseeing the production of Wild Turkey 101, Wild Turkey's flagship brand. While waxing poetic about the aging techniques and grain selection, you can often find Jimmy enjoying his beloved bourbon neat or with a touch of branch water. In celebration of Jimmy's 60 years of service, the Wild Turkey Global family decreed 2014 the year of Jimmy Russell marked by a series of honors and accolades from family, local, and national politicians and distinguished members of the bourbon industry. Most notably, Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell cemented Jimmy's achievements for posterity in the United States Congressional Record 
while Kentucky Senator Julian Carroll and Representative Kim King sponsored a similar resolution in the Kentucky General Assembly. Furthermore, Jimmy was granted a lifetime honorary membership to the Kentucky Distillers Association Board of Directors, an honor bestowed to only five other individuals within the organization's storied 134-year history. As special as these honors have been, the most personal recognition came from Jimmy's son and fellow Bourbon Hall of Famer Eddie Russell. As an homage to his father, Eddie created Wild Turkey Diamond Anniversary, an astounding limited edition expression of 13 and 16-year-old whiskeys. When Jimmy is not at the distillery or on the road waxing poetic about bourbon, which is a rare occurrence, he spends time at home with his wife, Joretta, whom he met before he started working at Wild Turkey. They have three children, Eddie, Mike, and Kathy, six grandchildren and one great-grandchild. A true Kentuckian and avid sports fan, Jimmy is a lifelong supporter of local Anderson County high school athletic programs for girls and boys. And now it's time for some bourbon trivia, Wild Turkey style. Now for some bourbon trivia, wild turkey style. In 1855, Austin Nichols starts selling wine and spirits as a wholesale grocer. The business he starts would later own wild turkey. In 1869, the Rippey brothers opened their family distillery on Wild Turkey Hill in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. In 1893, the Rippey brothers' bourbon represents Kentucky at the World's Fair in Chicago, Illinois. In 1940, Wild Turkey Bourbon gets its name after a distillery executive shares his bourbon with friends on an annual hunting trip. Of course, they were hunting wild turkey. In 1954, master distiller Jimmy Russell joins Wild Turkey. He's the third in the line of distillers and learned his craft from Wild Turkey's second master distiller, Bill Hughes, and Ernest W. Rippey, son of the original distiller. In 1976, Wild Turkey introduces the world's first bourbon liqueur as a way to attract even more people into the bourbon world, which eventually led to the creation of Wild Turkey's American Honey. In 1981, Eddie Russell, son of Jimmy Russell, joins Wild Turkey as a relief operator and begins to work his way up the ladder. In 1991, Wild Turkey introduces our premium rare breed, one of the first barrel-proof bourbons to go to market. In 1995, Kentucky Spirit, a single barrel, one of the world's first, 101-proof bourbon, is released. In 2000, master distiller Jimmy Russell is inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. In 2004, Jimmy Russell celebrates his 50th year at Wild Turkey Distillery. In 2006, American Honey, a liqueur with real wild turkey bourbon and pure American honey, is introduced. In 2007, American Spirit, a 15-year-old bourbon, is released in honor of National Bourbon Heritage Month. The month celebrates the rich heritage, tradition, and legacy of the bourbon industry. In 2010, Eddie Russell is inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame by his father, Jimmy Russell. In 2011, in Eddie Russell's 30th year at the distillery, he introduces an 81-proof expression of the world-famous wild turkey bourbon intended to be the perfect mixing bourbon. 
2014, Jenny Russell celebrates his 60th year at Wild Turkey Distillery. To celebrate this achievement, a special bourbon called Diamond was released in his honor. A combination of 13 and 16-year-old bourbons, this bourbon is something special, just like our own Jenny Russell. In 2015, Eddie Russell is officially given the title of Master Distiller, making Jimmy and Eddie the only active father and son duo of bourbon master distillers in the world. In 2016, a year after Eddie Russell joined his father Jimmy as Master Distiller, we gave our packaging a bold new look to better reflect the ownership behind each of our bourbons. And now it's time for the Boozy Snack Review. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors, so tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. I love you too, man. Wild Turkey is iconic throughout the bourbon community. Its lengthy history and mentions in several movies, books, and TV shows has cemented the Lawrenceburg, Kentucky Classics place on the Mount Rushmore of bourbon. It also, from time to time, has undeservedly received the reputation as cheap rock gut, probably because it was a frat party standby that was used in quite a few shot drinking contests where too much of a good thing is never a good decision, even if you're drinking top shelf spirits. Today I hope to throw that myth under a bus by reviewing the tasty and affordable Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is 101 proof. The average price is $20 to $25 for a 750 milliliter bottle. It's aged with a blend of six, seven, and eight year old bourbons. So, in my glass and on the eye, it's a nice dark copper color. So let's give it a whiff and see what we get on the nose. Hmm. On the nose, I get sweetness. Caramel, baking spice, and cinnamon to start off with. I also get a lot of vanilla with a bit of oak on the back end. Smells great. So now it's time to give this wild turkey a taste. Okay, initially I get caramel candy and sweet corn, like kettle corn. Then the vanilla makes an appearance, and a bit of what reminds me of red hot candy. There's some spice and heat to it, but it's not overpowering. Let's take a second sip of this. Okay, on my second sip, I get a hint of uh, oak on the back end, which is nice and offers some balance to all the sweet notes. It finishes a little warm, but overall it's smooth going down. There's a slight burn, but it has a nice mouthfeel. It's not too watery, but not too syrupy either. So as grades go, I'm giving the taste of Wild Turkey 101 a B. There's lots going on taste-wise for a bourbon that you know has a great price range like that. On value, I'll give it a B plus. Twenty to twenty-five dollars is tough to beat for such a tasty boozy snack. On availability, it's, it's got to be a solid A. You'll be hard pressed not finding Wild Turkey 101 at any liquor store, bar, or any restaurant for that matter that serves alcohol. So overall, Wild Turkey 101 gets a, a solid B plus. 
In my book, the taste, value, and availability make it a bottle everyone should add to their rotation. So now for another boozy snack, so to speak, it's time for a special segment from the Bourbon and Branch culinary correspondent, my lovely wife, Felice, and her latest bourbon-infused recipe. I'm food bad boy Tony Bourdain. There's nowhere I won't go and nothing I won't eat, as long as I'm paid in emeralds and my hotel room has a bidet that shoots warm champagne. I'm here at a Singapore street food market with famous blogging family, the Three Mouthketeers. Marge, you've got to try some of this hang here quay chap. Ooh, triple spicy barbecued stingray stuffed with pig organs. But there is the foodie now. Um, 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 this is my thing and always will be. Um, 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 food dad, food dad, food dad. Everything's more fun with Homer. The better to turn it into humor. But this was all I had. Stop your bloody whinging, Marge. Ah, Gordon Ramsay. You f***ed up, Big Blue, didn't you? Why did you invite Homer? He stole your bloody thunder. You're not as fun as him, and you never will be. Darling, darling, crying's not fun. Homer's fun. Now get out of my dream. It's my dream. Not anymore, it's not. Ramsey, awake. What in the hell was that? <gasps> fun me. Fun me. Fun me. Hey, y'all. This week's bourbon culinary creation comes to us once again from the Buffalo Trace social media team. Um, Friday nights, Sean and I usually go out to dinner, but this week I wanted a date night in. So we decided to make the grilled cheese with bourbon melted onions um, that Buffalo Trace posted a couple of weeks ago. You can find it online at redbookmag.com. Um, it's a delicious recipe. I definitely think y'all should try it out. Um, I don't know how many of you enjoy reading recipe comments, but that's something that I always do. And there's a running joke that the comments are always just filled with people who made stupid substitutions and then are like, oh, this is terrible. But um, this time, that's pretty much what this is going to be like because I made a bunch of substitutions. First of all, the recipe calls for you to caramelize the onions uh, before you add the bourbon you also are going to add some brown sugar and some pepper um to and these are red onions um they say you need to caramelize for 20 minutes and that i don't know if i had my heat on too high but that is just way too long it was at least for me so what i did was i got um, sliced the red onions really nicely got them in a pan put them over a uh, medium heat and let them caramelize for about 10 minutes at about 10 minutes they started getting um really brown almost not quite black so at that point i knew it was time to add the brown sugar the pepper and then the bourbon you guys when it, it just calls for i think a, a teaspoon and a half of bourbon um when it hit the pan you could just the bourbon just wafted it up it just smelled so good it was my favorite part of the whole recipe um it smelled delicious so you just let those cook a little longer and then pull them off the um, add some butter and then pull them off the heat and wait to do the rest of um to get your uh grilled cheese assembled 
Um, I used a nice crusty bread from the belt from the deli and they tell you to put butter on each side what I did instead of just using a regular non-salted butter my grocery store HEB has these um, infused butters that you generally would use for like a steak or something um, it was herb garlic is the one I chose and that's what I put on the outside of the bread before I grilled it and it was delicious um, I went ahead and stayed with the cheeses that they um, suggested, which was a nice sharp ch cheddar, a Wisconsin sharp cheddar, and um, a Gruyere. Um, I wasn't sure about that combination, but it was it melted so perfectly. Um, like I said, I like the substitutions. Sean's more traditionalist, so I made I fried up some jalapeno bacon and added that to my grilled cheese along with the melted onions and all of that cheese in in those in between two slices of bread sean did his just the onions and the cheese they both turned out for it they just turned out for a delicious date night dinner um i really enjoyed this recipe i hope you do too and keep listening for our next culinary creation the lights, the party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night, the party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I'll end it with some shout outs to podcasters who inspire me each and every week. Tony and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online, Julian Shane and Eric at Vegas Confessions, Chris at Faces and Aces Las Vegas, Adam at Travel Fanboy, DJ Mo Casaggio at Vegas Unce, Stu at Bonkers for Bourbon, and Juliet at The Unwritable Rant. Please subscribe and listen to these awesome podcasts. And remember, there's no wrong way to drink bourbon, especially with friends and family sharing laughs and pours. Cheers.